Welcome, this is Michael Volkoff, and this is episode 117 of Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Our episode today is an update on FCPA enforcement issues. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining me today on Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Before we get started, two points. First, please subscribe to our podcast and give the podcast a five-star rating. Second, the Volkoff Law Group offers anti-corruption legal and compliance services. We have extensive experience in the design and implementation of anti-corruption compliance programs, risk and compliance program assessments, and third-party and post-acquisition audits. Well, thanks for joining me today, and I apologize we were off last week, uh, skipped a session, and uh, we were busy in the representation of Lieutenant Colonel uh, Alexander Vidman in the uh, House's uh, impeachment inquiry. So things were a little crazy, and we'll be talking about that down the road. Uh, but uh, And I apologize for uh, missing a session. So today, uh, what we're going to do is catch up on some of the FCPA enforcement actions. Uh, and in that, we had the Samsung uh, Heavy Industries settlement. Uh, Brascom's uh, CEO, former CEO, was charged in a criminal indictment and after a three-week trial, Transport uh, Logistics uh, ex-CEO, co-CEO, uh, was convicted on FCPA charges. So let's, uh, let's dive in here as we can. Uh, first, with Samsung Heaven uh, Industries, they agreed with the Justice Department to pay $75 million as part of an FCPA settlement. Uh, they entered into a three-year deferred prosecution agreement. Uh, and uh, they filed and agreed to the filing of a criminal information, which was in the Eastern District of Virginia, uh, charging the company with uh, FCPA conspiracy. So then that's pending then for three years during the deferred prosecution agreement time period uh, and uh, sort of hangs over uh, Samsung to make sure they don't uh, commit any further violations. Uh, The charges basically surrounded a six-year period where Samsung carried out a bribery scheme to pay millions of dollars to Petrobras in Brazil using third-party uh, intermediaries and disguising various bribery payments through uh, offshore uh, bank transactions. Under the terms of the, uh, the DPA, Samsung is going to pay $37.5 million fine right away and another $37.5 million either to the U.S. government or to the Brazilian authorities Uh, so long as the payment is made prior to November 20th, 2020. Uh, In related proceedings in Brazil, uh, Samsung entered into settlements with various uh, agencies there. Uh, Under the the, uh, DPA, let's look at the application of the FCPA corporate leniency program uh, factors. So one, Samsung did not voluntarily disclose the matter to the Justice Department. Um, They would have received full credit for its cooperation with the government's investigation because it conducted a thorough internal investigation, made regular factual presentations to the DOJ's fraud section, made employees available for interviews, and produced relevant documents and translated the documents from foreign languages. But Samsung did not receive the credit, and this is interesting, because of delays in meeting reasonable deadlines set by DOJ officials and delays in resolving the case with DOJ. That's interesting. It would be interesting to know the backstory to that. 
Number three, Samsung provided all relevant information uh, concerning individuals involved in the conduct. Four, Samsung engaged in significant remediation to its compliance program by enhancing its compliance uh, policies and procedures. They hired additional compliance staff, improved whistleblower policies and procedures, and mandated uh, annual anti-corruption training for employees and enhanced its internal controls to require in-depth review of potential third-party representatives. Um, DOJ declined, therefore, to require that Samsung retain an independent compliance monitor based on the surrounding circumstances and also Samsung's agreement to submit uh, an annual compliance report. So based on all of these factors, uh, uh, DOJ agreed to a penalty of $75 million uh, applying a 20% reduction from the bottom of the applicable U.S. sentencing guidelines range. Now, they would have received a bigger uh, a bigger reduction uh, had they met the full cooperation requirement. So it definitely call, cost them money uh, with regard to that. So let's look at the bribery uh, scheme itself uh, and see what we uh, think about that, you know, in terms of identifying some of the activities uh, and basically, uh, here we had another, you know, bribery conspiracy or bribery scheme involving uh, Petrobras in Brazil and seeking of valuable contracts. Uh, and the, the bribery scheme was focused on a contingent deal involving Samsung's desire to build an offshore drilling rig for uh, an offshore drilling company in Houston, Texas. So beginning in 2007 and continuing until 2013, Samsung conspired with others to violate the FCPA by paying approximately $20 million in commission payments to a Brazilian agent, which eventually became two agents, knowing that portions of the funds would be paid to Petrobras officials. So what uh, Samsung wanted was they wanted Petrobras to enter into a contract with a Houston-based chartering company to supply a drill ship that Samsung was selling to the Houston uh, chartering company. Samsung took actions, therefore, from its Houston office to sort of implement this scheme. So in 2007, Samsung entered into an option agreement with the chartering company in Houston, Texas, where the chartering company secured the right to purchase a drill ship from Samsung if Petrobras and the chartering company entered into a contract to charter the uh, drill ship to Petrobras. So Samsung and chartering company basically had an equal incentive to secure a drill ship contract from Petrobras. And what's interesting here is we don't know what happened to the chartering company. We don't know if they cooperated and got a deal or whether they're still yet to reach a settlement or whether or not the chartering company was able to show that they weren't aware of the bribery scheme. So Samsung hired an agent in Brazil, we'll call that Agent 1, to help secure a contract for a chartering company. Samsung Manager 1, uh, who was based in Houston, Texas, and his uh, supervisor, managed Samsung Manager 2, was based in Seoul, South Korea. So Samsung's uh, Manager 1 met with uh, two Petrobras officials who were responsible for the drill ship contract. After conferring with Manager 2, uh, Manager 1 agreed to pay a commission of $20 million to help secure the contract for chartering company uh, with Petrobras. 
So Samsung knew that Agent 1 would pay a portion of the $20 million commission to the Petrobras officials. Uh, and then to help make the bribery payments, Agent 1 hired an additional agent, Agent 2. And to fund the bribery scheme, Samsung increased the price it charged chartering company for the drill ship. So to disguise the bribery commission, Samsung agreed to pay the commissions to Agent 1 and Agent 2 through two specific intermediary companies. So in December 2007, Manager 1 wrote a specific email to Samsung officials and Manager 2 reporting on Petrobras's expected award of a contract for a drill ship to chartering company and the arrangement to pay bribes to two Petrobras officials through Agents 1 and 2. Samsung agreed to make the payments consistent with the overall plan based on specific milestones. In other words, there were sets of payments made uh, as they furthered the contract. Three sets of commission payments were made pursuant to invoices issued by intermediary companies one and two over a four-year period. The total of the three payments made to each intermediary company was $10 million, respectively. So intermediary one and intermediary uh, two uh, each took in $10 million worth of commission payments. So agent two arranged bribery payments to the Petrobras officials, uh, one to a bank account in Switzerland and another to a Switzerland bank account of a French businessman who entered into a sham loan agreement with one of the intermediary companies and who then transferred the payment to a bank account in Monaco controlled by a Petrobras official. Agent 1 also facilitated a payment to a Petrobras official with a bank account in Hong Kong. So that was basically uh, the scheme relating to this one contract, obviously a significant contract, uh, using uh, strange transactions, ultimately inflated commissions, uh, payments which were built into the contract. Uh, It would be interesting to see if chartering company was aware of it. Certainly they were aware of a $20 million increase in the price of uh, the contract and what they had to pay. So we'll see. That's, uh, there's more to come possibly in this. So next, let's go to DOJ. Um, after a three-week trial, had another trial victory. This is just on the heels of the Hoskins trial. This was going on at the same time, and this was in uh, the District of Maryland. Uh, and they won another FCPA trial against Mark Lambert of Mount Airy, Maryland, who was found guilty of four counts of violating the FCPA, two counts of wire fraud, and one count of conspiracy to violate the FCPA and wire fraud. Uh, Lambert is now scheduled to be sentenced on March 9, 2020. In 2018, Transport Logistics International, a Maryland company, entered into a deferred prosecution agreement and agreed to pay a $2 million penalty. Transport is a logistics company involved in the transportation of nuclear materials. Um, Transport, uh, if you go back in time and read their settlement, they reduced their penalty from $21.4 million to $2 million based on its inability to pay. Uh, They retained a forensic accountant who was able to demonstrate that the $21.4 million payment would create a substantial risk that the company would discontinue operations. Going back to the scheme, between 2009 to 2014, Lambert participated in a bribery scheme 
uh, to pay Vadim Mikarin, a Russian official at Tenex, which is a subsidiary of Russia's State Atomic Energy Corporation and the sole supplier and exporter of Russia's uranium and enrichment services to nuclear power companies. So Mikarin is a foreign official under the FCPA. Lambert conspired with others to make $1.7 million in bribery payments to Mikarin through offshore bank accounts. He and his uh, co-conspirators, Lambert and his co-conspirators, used fake invoices to be prepared from Tenex to transport for alleged services that were never provided. Uh, Lambert and his co-conspirators caused transport to overbill Tenex by building the cost of the bribe payments into their invoices and Tenex thus overpaid for transport services and thereby funded the bribes paid to Mikarin. In exchange for these payments, Mikarin uh, assisted uh, transport in obtaining uranium transportation contracts from Tenex, including by passing confidential information that gave an improper uh, advantage to transport in relation to other competitors. Uh, Mikarin uh, directed transport executives to make payments to various offshore accounts. Each payment was set at a percentage amount of an individual contract awarded to transport. Lambert uh, assisted in the wiring of the corrupt payments, and those went to shell companies in Latvia, Cyprus, and Switzerland. Um, they, Lambert and other co-conspirators used code words like uh, lucky figures, LF, lucky numbers, and cake to describe the payments and emails to the Russian official at an alias mail account. Uh, In 2015, uh, Transport's co-president or co-CEO, Darren Condroy, pled guilty to FCPA conspiracy, and Mikarin pled guilty to money laundering. They actually prosecuted the recipient here, uh, and Mikarin was sentenced to 48 months imprisonment. Okay, the last uh, matter I wanted to bring up was the Justice Department last week announced the unsealing of an indictment charging uh, Jose uh, Carlos Grubisich, Grubisich, the former CEO of Brascom, with participating in an uh, FCPA conspiracy with Odebrecht, uh, and he, Grubisich was arrested last Wednesday. He is charged with one count of conspiracy to violate the FCPA bribery provisions, one count of FCA conspiracy to violate the FCPA's books and records provisions, and falsely certifying financial reports, and one count of conspiracy to commit international money laundering. Um, Grubasich was the CEO of Brascom from 2000 to 2008 and was a consultant to Odebrecht from 2012 until 2015. Uh, Brascom's controlling shareholder is Odebrecht with nearly 40% ownership and just over 50% of the voting shares. And Petrobras, Brazil's state-owned oil and gas company, owns a third of Brascom. Odebrecht and Brascom pled guilty in 2016 to FCPA violations uh, for participation in a global bribery scheme scheme relating to construction projects, and they agreed to pay $3.5 billion as part of a global settlement in the U.S., Brazil, and Switzerland. Brascom has uh, American depository receipts, ADRs, on the New York Stock Exchange and agreed to pay DOJ and the SEC $159.8 million, paid a criminal penalty of $94.8 million, and disgorged $65 million to the SEC. 
Uh, Odebrecht was forced into bankruptcy, citing large losses since the FCPA resolution. So the, the indictment alleges that from 2002 to 2014, Grubasich and other Brascom and Odebrecht employees diverted approximately $250 million from their companies to fund a secret slush fund, which was used to pay bribes to politicians, political parties, and other government officials. Uh, Grubasich participated by negotiating and approving bribes to government officials and political parties using money from the slush fund. The bribes helped Brascom secure favorable pricing for supply contracts with Petrobas. Grubasich also assisted in falsifying Brascom's books and records. In particular, he certified some of the payments to the offshore companies were commissions rather than bribes. In addition, Grubasich submitted false certifications to the SEC that Brascom's officers disclosed uh, all fraudulent conduct related to its financial reporting. Some of the bribes included in the indictment occurred even after Grubasich stepped down from his position at CEO, but while he was a consultant and served on the board uh, at Brascom and Odebrecht. Uh, the FCPA counts carry a maximum penalty of five years imprisonment, and the money laundering count carries a maximum penalty of 20 years. Well, that's it just to catch up on FCPA matters. Uh, All the best to everybody for a great Thanksgiving holiday. And uh, we'll be back starting next week uh, with another um, podcast for your your listening pleasure. Thanks again for listening to Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Please subscribe to the podcast series. The Volkoff Law Group believes that every company should have a robust ethics and compliance program. Experience and research show that ethical companies are better performers in the global marketplace. At Ethical Companies, employees believe in the company, they feel vested, and are more productive. We can help you achieve these benefits through an effective ethics and compliance program. You can learn more about our commitment to effective ethics and compliance programs at our website, www.volkofflaw.com, our world-winning blog, Corruption, Crime, and Compliance, and our podcast series. You can always contact me at my email address, mvolkoff at Let us know how we can help you. Just